0: You know, Jim, (laughs) I got a name for you. You know, I always every time I come here, I get an identity upgrade. I don't even know who I fully am till I come here. (laughs) Oh, wow! You're you're the baker of entrepreneurial upgrades. That's, that's what I hear. Oh my, so good to be here and just love this place, love Columbus, love Ohio, love this region and, and you know what I'm hearing over these meetings this weekend, I mean I've been here a lot of years and Wendy sends her love, but I'm hearing this is going to be the best weekend we've ever had uh, and I know there's some, you know, this is the first time you've you, you've been to an igniting hope conference, and we welcome you. Others of you, you you're just you're you're here for your annual fix. <laughs> you're just here. We're gonna it's gonna be a spiritual intravenous tube of hope pouring into every person. I, you know, I, it's here's what I'm hearing. It's gonna get on you, and, and you're gonna have to work really hard for it not to get on you. I mean you're gonna to have to really work hard. Yeah. Uh-uh, you know. I mean Gideon, he tried to work really hard for it not to get on him. Uh-uh, no, nope. mm-mm. mm-mm. I'm not gonna receive that word, mighty warrior. No mm-mm, no, uh-uh. But it got on him. Even when I mean you know many of you know the story of Judges six, you know, um angel tells Gideon he's a mighty warrior, he's living in a non-mighty warrior experience. <laughs> How many you know we're not who our experience says we are? You know, he gives a word, gives a prophetic word. And <clears throat> you're a mighty warrior. God gets in there and says, you're going you're gonna to save a nation. And I bet if the angel gave the word, if another angel would have said, how'd it go with that prophetic word you released over Gideon? Huh. <laughs> you know, he might have said, it didn't work. Didn't work. I mean, you know, sometimes when we think it's not working, it's working. I mean, it is working. I mean, even when I don't feel it, he's working. Even when I don't see it, he's working. And, and, and I'm hearing in these meetings that not only hope's going to get on us, fire's going to get on us. I mean, not just Holy Spirit fire, belief fire. And I love Holy Spirit fire. Man, you just, I mean, that's why I like to come to Powell. Because there's a good chance I'm going to get zapped. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, you know, the percentage chances are pretty high. Because Jehovah Zapper likes to hang out here. And by the way, I hear Jehovah Zapper's on the move. But I love belief fire. I love fire that's created by what I believe. I'm not just waiting. Oh, man, I hope Holy Spirit's moving. I hope, hope I get some fire. Ha <laughs> ha. I love belief fire. Fire that's created by how I think. And that's what leaders are. Leaders, leaders learn to light their own fire. That's what makes us leaders. We, we you know, and I'm, I'm in a room full of leaders. Just say I'm a great leader. I mean, the Friday night crowd. You're not here to do your religious duty. Yes, amen. I'm a good Christian. I'm in church. Amen. I'm faithful. Other people aren't here. but I'm here. I'm one of the remnant. <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, just, By the way, faithfulness is not just showing up. It's how you think when you show up. You show up full of faith. You show up believing something's going to happen. Faithful, full of faith. And, and that's just... Uh, One of the things we're going to go after, we won't go after tonight, but I mean, there's three ways to live. You can live reluctantly, passively, or full of faith. We'll probably go after that one tomorrow. And that's what creates belief fire. And we're, we're, we're in a season right now. I mean, we are in a season, the best season in the history of the world. And, and, you know, just um, the devil wants to convince us otherwise. But this is the best season in the history of the world right now. This is a season where God's people are, are, are arising and shining. We're arising and shining. I mean, it says deep darkness has come upon the earth, but, but the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And, and God is lighting people on fire. And I, you know, just, I, I see out of these meetings that, I mean, there's already God's doing great things through so many of you. If I heard your story, I'd just go, wow, look what the Lord has done. But I, I'm just seeing it's going gonna, it's gonna to get higher. And there's people in the room who you just are, are just coming out of stuff. And you're, you're going to do things you never thought you would do. You're going to go places you never thought you would go. Someone just say fire. fire. Say freedom. freedom. Breakthrough. Breakthrough. No, limits. no limits. Now, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to have, I've got a, a powerful team. Once, team, the team not you stand up? You know, you know, Josh, and I think you might know Lindsay. She's if, if you're from this church, she's serving me. And then Brenna, they're three third-year students. Josh, why don't you come on up? Uh, three third-year students, Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. We have another microphone here, possibly. There's one right here. Yeah. Hey, Josh, where are you from?
1: I'm from Pennsylvania, right next door.
0: Yeah. Wow, and so you're a third-year student, and what were you doing before you came to Bethel in Reading?
1: Before Bethel, I was a missionary with YWAM.
0: And where were you?
1: Um, I was stationed here in the States and led short-term trips all over the world.
0: And what's your passions?
1: I'm passionate about missions, obviously, and um, seeing people get wholeness and freedom in, in their lives.
0: And what's, what's the one nation of the world you're the most passionate about?
1: I'm glad you asked that, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I am most passionate about, um, uh, well, my, my home nation, America, first, but also China is very near and dear to my heart.
0: And you feel called to China.
1: Yep, planning to move there. Yep.
0: Yeah. Well, we, we just as a, as a group of people, you know, you said, Lord, in Psalm 2.8, Ask of me, and I 'll give you the nations as an inheritance, and we yes. ask for China tonight, yes, we do yeah, even even the you know the battling the the contagious disease, we say that thing's yes. stopping in the yes. name of Jesus yes. and we we also just thank you, Lord, for freedom for the Christians in China, yes. the persecuted yes. church. we thank you yes. for strengthening them
1: yes,
0: yes yes now. Josh, you and I are just going to release a few words here in the beginning, you know. We, we, we didn't want to wait to the end because yeah. we, got, we got so excited so about this news. group. I yeah. mean, we, we, got it. we got to get some words out here.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. There's, there's so much good news. Just <laughs> there, there's good, I mean,
0: good news. Yeah. What, what's, what's one thing you're hearing?
1: Wow. You know, God has a lot of good things to say about this group and this weekend. And um, during worship... I was, I was aware that we're coming into this weekend from a lot of different places, and I felt like specifically God wanted to highlight people who are experiencing pain in their lives right now, pain of any kind, physical, I thought especially emotional pain, that God just wanted to say to you that this is a weekend of transformation where joy is going to become a strength that leads you out of that pain.
0: Tremendous. I, I heard this, that, that, that there's a key connection in Connecticut for somebody in this room, a partnership and a door that's going to open.
1: Connecticut. Connecticut. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I know that.
1: I like that. You know, God really likes this group of people. And since I've been in here, I've been thinking about, And observing how you guys like each other. And I just feel the Lord affirming family over this congregation. And it's a family strength that is going to bring in the orphan. And I see family reconciliation for children and siblings and even spouses that you've been contending for. There's going to be healing and reconciliation in this church.
0: Wow. You know what else I'm hearing, Josh? What's that, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing... Good yeah, this is good this is I'm hearing good. It, that, that somebody within the sound of my voice has an open door to athletes and uh, to training or coaching, something like that. And the Lord is putting an anointing on that area at a higher level to reach athletes. And I hear just that there's a revival with, with athletes that's going to happen at a... Ohio State, it's going to happen in high schools. There's already, but it's increasing dramatically. And somebody within the sound of my voice is going to be key in that happening. Yeah.
1: That's a good word, Steve. Well, Thanks, Josh. You know, (laughs) um, having spent a lot of time in YWAM, when, when we spoke in the other campus last night, I became aware that there's an anointing of Lauren Cunningham, the founder of YWAM, over this body of people. And specifically, in 1956, Lauren Cunningham had a simple vision from the Lord that he stepped out in faith in obedience of, and it started a missions movement in every country and every sphere of society. And I'm seeing in this group of people that there's going to be little encounters and visions that are going to turn into world-transforming uh, movements.
0: Wow. Someone say wow. Ah. wow. Wow. Got more? I got more,
1: Steve. Go. Specifically, I saw that there's an anointing for um, crisis response teams coming out of this church, that, that God's, God is releasing a wisdom to heal trauma of natural disasters specifically, and also war trauma, that, th- that this team is going to train and mobilize and send crisis response team, first responders
0: all over the world. I'm hearing that there's, there's grace in this decade to memorize scripture like never before, and that the memorization of scripture is, is going, there's, it's going to actually uh, cause the revelation of the word to grow. And there, there's, there's revivalist teachers within the sound of my voice who are just going to get such revelation out of that memorization. It's going to, it's going to set people free. Uh, someone in this section over here. Which one? The, the, the far, very
1: far against the wall there. Yeah. I'm just hearing God say that he's going to make a way where it seems there is no way.
0: It's powerful. Someone who has a passion for cooking is going to take that to another level. And is, you know, whether it's a, um, a, a new type of restaurant or starting a restaurant... And it's going to bring radical blessing to people and great income for the person and into the kingdom. Yeah. Got one more?
1: Yeah, I got one more. Uh, I'm, I'm sensing a, a Barnabas anointing on the leadership here. And that God wants to say the people that you are championing, the people that you're encouraging and believing in, are going to flip the world upside down.
2: Wow.
0: Give it up for Josh. Yay! So good. Um, tonight, how many of you have never heard me speak before? Just want to get a feel for that. Okay, just a, a number of you, and let me just introduce myself. So, I'm on staff at Bethel Church in Redding. Been there since 2008. Many of you know what's going on in Redding, California. Just a great move of God. And just, we have about 2,500 students in our School of Supernatural Ministry. And Bill Johnson, the senior leader, he got a revelation um, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I like that. Give them heaven. Walk it out. Give them heaven. And the, the foundation of that belief is that um, if it's on earth and not in heaven, we need to do something about it. Yep, There's no cancer in heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's no family dysfunction in heaven. There's no disasters in heaven. So we have confidence that when we pray, we're not, it says in, in 1 John 5, 14 and 15, it says, this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And So we have, we're, we're to walk in confidence. We're not to walk in doubt, double-mindedness about what our assignment is. And, and we're relentless. We have a bulldog anointing. You know, just because we don't see it happen, we don't get our theology out of our experience. We get our theology out of what he says. And just because it, it doesn't happen, that doesn't change our theology. We just keep pressing in. We keep pressing in. And, and so that's, I'm, I'm a part of that. I lo- I'm, a, I'm a son of the house. And love that. And... Travel about half the year. Wendy and I, we have our own ministry called Igniting Hope Ministries. We have a mandate to ignite hope. That's our assignment, is, is, is to ignite hope. And because there's no hopeless circumstances, there's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is an unstoppable force. Something's going to change. Somebody has hope. Somebody believes the future will be better than the present. And they have the power to help make it so. Uh, Our hope level determines our influence level. It was the most hope is the most influence. God shows Ezekiel in Ezekiel 37, a valley of very dry bones. Say very dry. And he asked him a question. He said, Hey, Ezekiel, I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ezekiel, I got a question for you. I want to know what you think about something. Because what you think is going to determine what I can do. Hey, I want to know, I want to know what you think about those bones. Can those bones live? <laughs> and Ezekiel gives the safest answer of all time. Oh, Lord God, you know. <laughs> you know if you want them to live. You know if they can you. We're waiting for you to do something. Mm-hmm. We're waiting for a revival of the bones. Mm-hmm. We're not sure when it, you know... Well, we think it's actually might be too late for revival for those bones. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha! And then he he tells Ezekiel, prophesy to those I want you to tell them something. Tell them they're going to live. You tell them that. He didn't say, "Uh, Ezekiel, step aside, watch me prophesy. He says, you. And it started a chain reaction where those bones became an exceeding great army and God has to partner with somebody who has hope to accomplish his will. God has to partner with somebody who has hope to accomplish his will. And and that's you and me. That's you and me. You know, the, the, the question is never how dry the bones are. The question is whether I've renewed my mind enough to believe the bones can live. And I'm, going to, I'm going to do everything I can to stop bones from getting dry. Nation bones, family bones, morality bones. I'm going to do everything I can. To, but ultimately, it doesn't matter how dry they get. It matters, do I believe they can live? And after, after love, hope is the most powerful leadership quality there is. After love, hope is the most powerful leadership quality there is. And thank you, Lord, for people of hope in this room. Thank you for, Father, just, you know, even to dry bones in our own life where it looks so dry, very dry, the dry bones of our family, the dry bones of, of physical health, the dry bones of, uh, of a nation. Thank you, Lord, that we see, we see through the eyes of hope. So I love hope, and, you know, the thing about hope is where where there's hope true hope there's also joy Romans 15:13 says now say now wins now When's now? Now. <laughs> now may the god of hope fill you win now today today is the day of salvation now may the god of hope fill you With all joy and peace, hope has two buddies who hang out with him. One's all joy, the other's peace. Those three are always together. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Say in in believing. And it goes on to say that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You become a hope abounder. You got so much hope, you can't even stand still. You know, I always believing things can get better. But it's in believing. I mean, it's in believing. That's when God fills, when we believe. And, and, and we'll get more into that. But I love it's all joy. Now, the, the, the joy thing, I used to want hope, but I didn't want joy. Because <laughs> I, I didn't think, uh, you know, I thought if I, if I was joyful, I wasn't getting it. I wasn't really understanding things. Because if I really understood things, I wouldn't be so happy. That's a religious mindset. In a religious mindset, it's impossible to be joyful or to celebrate unless there's perfection. But I found this, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I used to say, Lord, I'll, I'll be joyful when all my problems are over. Let's laugh at that. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. He said, Steve, you don't need joy at the end of the battle. You need joy in the middle of the battle. It's your strength. I got a lot of stuff going on right now. I got a lot of things in my own life which were different. Like my family, my, you know, things I'm, dreams I haven't reached. You know, there's, there's things happening. There's, there's things I'm dealing with. That, but I need joy today. And, and, and I've made a decision I'm I'm not. I'm not going to wait to walk in joy. It's you know, and joy. Part of joy is laughter. And 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 um, you know, one of the things that joyologists do. (laughs) One of the things joyologists do is they, they they study laughter. They do a deep study on on the benefits of laughter. I used to be a joy-impaired, laughter-impaired Christian. And I got delivered. And I you know, I heard a study that little children laugh four hundred times a day. Someone say yay. In the same study said adults only laugh 15 times a day. Somebody say boo, boo. boo. <laughs> I want to grow up and become childlike. And laughter is part of it. And, and it really, you know, one of the things I love about laughter, because laughter is a powerful spiritual weapon that helps demolish strongholds in our thinking. Because if we're able to laugh at the lies that restrict our emotions and extric- restrict our experience, we start to disempower those lies. And, you know, we know, and most of you know this, that the science has proven the health benefits of laughter as well. It just builds up your immune system, fight off disease. It's one of the main ways to say physically, emotionally, and spiritually healthy is through laughter. And, you know, it says, uh, what's it say? Serve the Lord with grumbling. <laughs> Is that what your version says? <laughs> that says serve the Lord with gladness. And I believe this, and I, I'm, in, I'm in the room with, with powerful people tonight. Just say I'm a powerful person. <laughs> you, who have got great assignments. God's given you assignments. And, and and. and I believe this, when we've, let, when we've let go of gladness in a ministry assignment, a calling, we've hit the lid of our influence. When we let go of gladness. And because gladness is, a, is, the, is the catalytic force that, that reveals to us that, that at, the, at the level we're at, that we're winning the battles in our thinking and winning the battles over the lies that want to restrict us. And so, you know, just I'm not talking about a bad day or a bad week. I'm just talking about consistently letting go of gladness. And you know, all of us in our assignments, we have reasons why we shouldn't be glad. Let's just laugh at that. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha. Let's give an extra laugh on that. <laughs> all of us have things about our assignments we don't like. You know, sometimes it's, you know, the people around us in the assignment are not fun to be with. Let's laugh at that. Ha 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 ha. Maybe our assignment is stirring things up in us old stuff. Thought that was over. Thought I'd won the victory over that thing completely. Can't be glad that going on I'm not just saying to excuse sin but I'm just saying there's just you know as you go higher there's stuff puts pressure on us and things start popping out ha <laughs> <laughs> ha <laughs> 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 so I just say thank you Lord for I mean Jesus in Hebrews 1 9 he had the oil of gladness says, Steve, you know, I learning about joy. He says, I want you to pull out your oil of gladness dipstick and take a look at it. <laughs> pull it out. There's nothing on it. <laughs> Steve, we have problem. Steve, do you know what happens to a car engine that runs out of oil? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seizes up, burns out. You now, that's going to happen to you unless you get some oil of gladness in you. We don't laugh all the time, but laughter is a powerful ingredient of healthy homes, healthy environments. It's part of just gladness. And one of the ways I love, you know, and most of you know this, but some of you don't, I love to laugh at lies. Because laughing at lies is one of the ways that starts to disempower the lie, plus it releases the oil of gladness. Psalm two says, "He who sits in the heavens laughs." He's laughing at what his enemies are saying and planning. So let's just—I'll just do this uh, quickly tonight, and we'll get deeper into it um, over the weekend. But let's just laugh at just a few lies. You guys, good. Well, why don't you guys just warm up your laughers? <laughs> 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 Concerned about some laughers over here overheating. <laughs> let's just laugh at this this lie. One of the devil's all time favorite lies. I mean, he just he he, he loves to just speak this to, to us. And let's let's give a hearty laugh on it. <clears throat> you are a failure. <laughs> that is ridiculous. How about this one? Um, here's one that I, I you know, camped in for about a decade, sometimes slipped back into it. This is a, one of his favorites for me. <clears throat> There's something uniquely wrong with you. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Your prayers for America are not working.
3: ha. Ha, ha
0: and then one of the devil's all time favorite lies laughter in the church is from the devil <laughs> we'll do some laughing this weekend But I got, I got a message that I'm fired up about this message I'm going I'm to talk to you tonight about an incredible hearing you know what I believe? I believe that God's plan for getting into the kingdom and advancing in the kingdom is the same. It's to hear good news and believe it. That's his plan. To hear good news. I love the verse you read, Jim. Was that Jeremiah 33? Verse 9. that's a, that's a, a wowser's verse. I mean, just, uh, that's good news. I mean, uh, people, would tremble at hearing, what, seeing, what, the blessing? Yeah, God's goodness and all the prosperity, and um, it's powerful. And, and in Galatians 3, Paul rebukes the Galatians, and <clears throat> he starts off, verse 1, he says, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? that you should not obey the truth. Now, it's interesting what he's going to say to obey the truth is. And it goes on in verse 2. He says, this only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law? Somebody say boo. 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 Or by the hearing of faith? Yay. Yay. The answer is the hearing of faith. Did you get into the kingdom by being good enough, by focusing on behavior, or did you get into the kingdom by hearing something and believing it? And then he says in verse 3, are you so foolish having begun in the spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Now, it's interesting what he calls flesh here. I used to think, wow, well, you know, someone says, that person's in the flesh. I guess, that in the flesh. Well, that's not, man, they must be sinning, you know, they must be, you know, doing. I remember I had a person accuse one of our worship leaders when I was pastoring in Nevada of dancing. They said, your worship leader's dancing in the flesh. <laughs> <laughs> dancing in the flesh. <laughs> Okay, thank you so much for <laughs> uh, letting me know that. What, what Paul says, flesh is begun in the spirit. He says you're in the spirit when you're focusing on the hearing of faith. When you're, you're in the spirit when you're more belief-focused than conduct-focused. That's in the spirit. But he says you're in the flesh if what you think is going to advance you in the kingdom is being more focused on what you do than what you believe. That's in the flesh. And he goes on to say in verse 5, he says, Therefore he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law, boo, or by the hearing of faith? Yea." So he says, listen, even the increase of Holy Spirit and the increase of miracles isn't going to come because you're, uh, you're, you're trying to do something. It's going it's to come because you're hearing something and believing it. Now, uh, I'm going to try to convince you tonight that of uh, the, the power of hearing. And and that one of the most important things in the Christian life is what we hear and how we hear. I I, I I used to have a dog, his his name was Snoopy. And and some people called Snoopy fat. We called him big boned. (laughs) And, you know, I'm exaggerating here, but Snoopy slept about 22 hours a day. Slept in our house, and we had a, a, a Snoopy's leash was on the top shelf of our laundry room and if we moved anything else on the top shelf of the laundry room and the leash moved a millimeter i don't care if Snoopy was sleeping was snoring and twitching <laughs> when S- snoopy he he had his ear. He tuned. No matter what he was doing, he was. He knew that the leash would move sometime, uh-huh. and he was ready. <laughs> and if the that leash moved, Snoopy was a big yellow white lab, and if that leash moved, he would be like shot out of a cannon and he would run into the laundry room often with leaping and who said white dogs can't jump <laughs> and he pulled future walks into his present experience <laughs> Wendy I would look at him he said, he believes his masters are good. <laughs> we gotta take that guy for a walk. I, w- I want the Snoopy anointing. Man, want I I wanna I wanna be attuned. I want I wanna I want a a, I want, I want when I'm in meetings and when like when Josh releases things like that or worship or what was shared tonight, you know, just Wow, the leash moved. Woo! Ah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hear it. It's going to be tonight. I'm going to hear good news. I'm going to attach my faith to it. And, I mean, I love people in the Bible who pulled future experience, something reserved for the future into their present experience because they had incredible hearing. They heard something. Abraham, he believed God at such a level that God reckoned it unto him as Righteousness. And that was reserved for the New Covenant. He had a New Covenant experience in the Old Covenant. David pulled up New Covenant worship. He heard something. He pulled pulled it into his time that was reserved for New Testament. He knew it wasn't about sacrificing bulls and goats and animals, but it was a heart thing. He heard that. I mean, Mary and John 2, the wedding, and they run out of Wine and, and Mary says, "Jesus, do something." And Jesus says, "It's not time yet for miracles." Let's just laugh at that. <laughs> ha ha ha! It's not time yet. Whew, but Mary had heard something. And she and and pulled the time of miracles into her time. Phew. Syrophoenician woman said, "Y'all, it's." My, my, my daughter needs healing and Jesus says it's not time yet for the non-Jews to get you know the breads for the Jews and she says hey what about some crumbs and you know and, and she, her, her response she pulled the timetable of miracles that was reserved later into her experience she heard something you know so, some people say well you know it's not time yet it's not. It's not time for revival. It's not, Let's laugh at that. Yeah. I mean, so many, so many theologians put all the good promises into millennium. They say, well, that's just too good to be true. Millennium. Yep. Yeah. That oh, all that, that would just that, that's not uh-uh. that that's way too good news. Millennium. <laughs> well, you know what? I don't really believe that, but even if I did, I'd say, well, I'm just, I'm just going to, let's just pull the millennium into our experience. And let's pull, I mean, they did an Old Testament dispensation, uh, something planned for a future dispensation. Why don't we pull it into ours? Someone say, amen. amen. <laughs> and I love that, you know, the, the hearing of faith. It doesn't just say faith, it says hearing of faith. That's how we hear. And, you know, just um, the same way we enter the kingdom is the same way we advance in the kingdom. We hear good news and believe it. And the gospel, you know what, the gospel, what gospel means? Good news. And, and, and our experience with the church, our experience with the Bible should be man, I just don't know if I can handle any more good news. <laughs> Fine, every time I turn around, I'm hearing good news. I just oh, I just discovered there's more in my salvation benefit package. I went to church and heard there's more. Wow. I heard I've got a sound mind. Heard I don't have a spirit of fear. Oh, that's good, though. Heard if I lay hands on the sick, they're going to recover. Wow. Oh, I heard that. I was—that's wow, true. Oh, faith arose in my heart. That's why the most empowering places and the culture of empowerment tells people more who they are than they tell them what to do. Hebrews five eleven, the writer of Hebrews going off. He's talking about Melchizedek and going into deep waters and. He stops. So I got much to tell you, but I can't tell you anymore because you become dull of hearing. (laughs) You become dull of hearing. Nothing moves you anymore. You've become sermon proof. (laughs) Some Christians are sermon proof Christians. Their theme song is, I shall not be moved. <laughs> yeah, Pride. Pride causes us to be sermon proof. Yeah, I know it. I know more than that person. Oh, I heard them say something wrong. I don't agree with it. I'm going to shut myself off to them. I'm going to shut myself off. Now you know if you're if you're hungry, even in the most boring sermon in the history of sermons, whatever it is, you're gonna get something. The Snoopy anointing. I'm gonna hear something today. I'm gonna hear something. That's you know that's why I love them, the culture of Bethel. You know we're we're trained there with someone. Shares a testimony to get excited. Get, woo, yeah, clap. You got healed of a headache. Woo, yes. Because we're training ourselves how to hear. I think the black culture, you know, African-American churches, they got something on us. Waving Waving hankies standing up yeah, amen <laughs> Hebrews 4.2 it talks about it says the gospel was preached to them talking about the people of the Old Testament it says something interesting but it did not profit them because they did not mix faith with what they heard Wow, they could have had all these benefits. They could have had all this, but because they didn't mix faith with what they heard, they didn't receive the benefit of it. I mean, Jesus said many times, he said, He who has ears to hear, let him, what? Hear. And I'm going to give you a lot of verses tonight. Mark 4.24. Mark 4.24. He said to them, take heed what you hear. Take heed what you hear. How many of you know that you can hear something and not hear it? My wife accuses me of that occasionally. Mm -hmm. Let's not laugh at that. (laughs) Listen to this take heed what you hear with the same measure you use. It will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. He ties future abundance with what we hear. Take heed what you hear. Because what you hear And what I what I choose to that that's why you know just feasting on on political drama and just hearing all that and hearing the news and hearing the pessimism and hearing the the world's you know just getting worse. Well, I want I got I want to tell you something. The world's not getting worse the world's getting better. Now, let me just uh, prove that to you. I read an article um, just recently. I can find it here. Why don't you tell your neighbor um, this? Tell him you're never going to be the same again after this meeting. I read an article by a, name, a guy named Matt Ridley. He said this. We've just had the best decade in human history. <clears throat> I'll just read some of it to you. Let nobody tell you that the second decade of the 21st century has been a bad time. We are living through the greatest improvements in human living standards in history. Extreme poverty has fallen below 10% of the world's population for the first time. It was 60% when I was born. Global inequality has been plunging as Africa and Asia experience faster economic growth than Europe and North America. Child mortality has fallen to record low levels Famine virtually went extinct. Malaria, polio, and heart disease are all in decline. Little of this made the news because good news is no news. But I've been watching it all closely. Ever since I wrote The Rational Optimist in 2010, I've been faced with what about, with what about questions. What about the Great Recession, the Euro crisis, Syria, Ukraine, politics? How can I possibly say that things are getting better, giving all of that? The answer is this: because is this because bad things happen while the world still gets better. Bad things happen while the world still gets better. Yet better it does. And it has done so over the course of this decade at a rate that has astonished even starry-eyed me. You know, I mean, just one of, the, one of the issues we face is, I mean, back 200 years ago, so, you know, if there's an earthquake in a country, you wouldn't hear about it for months. And you know, finally someone comes over on a ship and says, oh yeah, there's an earthquake over there. Well, it happened a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Now, I mean, we're like the, the amount of media and we got ah, yeah, yeah. contagious disease here, war there, ah, this here, plane wreck there. Bad things happen while the world's still getting better. And, and, and one of the things that the Lord is delivering his people from is pessimism. This is a pessimism deliverance meeting. (laughs) Mark 4.24. Take heed what you hear. Man, I want to hear. One of the reasons I got Joel Osteen on my satellite radio in my car is I want to hear that kind of stuff. I want to hear it all the time. It's not all I listen to, but I want I want I mean I want I want to hear something that's gonna actually build my hope. I mean we do in Igniting Hope Ministers, I do a weekly podcast every week, 10, 15 minutes long, do a blog. We have thousands of people listen to that every week. Because we're our, our goal is to get people's hopes up. Last one one of my more recent ones I did is should we really get people's hopes up? I said yes, and I'll, I'll share later how Jesus got people's hopes up. Mark 4, 25, take heed what you hear. Luke eight eighteen says something different. It says, take heed how you hear. It says, take heed what you hear, Mark 4, Luke 8, take heed how you hear. Determined to be a person of incredible hearing. Determine you're going to move as far away from being sermon-proof as possible. Far away from testimony-proof as possible. Ah, yeah, another dead-raising. Oh, wow. It's the hearing of faith. The testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy, says in Revelation 19. Well, Wow. I got, I mean, it's Snoopy on the idea. I, I heard. I heard somebody got some financial breakthrough. Ooh. Oh, God. Psh, I attached my faith. Do it again, Lord. It's a prophecy in my life. Yeah. It's interesting. It said there's a, a phrase in First Timothy five nineteen, it says, Receive not an accusation against an elder except in the mouth of two or three witnesses. It's one of those verses. It says, receive not. You hear something, don't receive it. Don't hear it. Isn't that powerful? You could actually hear something and not hear it. And there's some things we're not to hear. Yeah, it just... Like if someone speaks negativity or death, I say, well, I'm kind of say myself, I'm not receiving that. If someone speaks something hopeless, not receiving that. If it's received not an accusation. If someone says something about somebody. It's a rumor. You know what? I'm not going to receive it. Because if we receive everything we hear, that's why the social media thing and all of that and all the stuff and rumors and statements made, if we receive everything we hear, we're, we're going to have low level beliefs. And, and that, that tendency is going to be a problem in our life. You know, say, well, what if it's true? I told the Lord, you know, if, if it's true, He's got other ways to tell me besides being rumored. I, mean, you know, I mean, I pastored churches and I know. By the way, I love Jim and Mary. I just want to say that again. Love you guys. You're two of my heroes. Jim wrote, help me write the book, help him a pastor. And, you know, I mean, we've, we've got 50 scenarios in that book. You know, <laughs> he, he, he was, We had so much fun writing that book. I mean, it's you know, like one of the scenarios is titled this. This pastor, I want to let you know, uh, no, pastor, she's a Jezebel. She said, "Yes, Jezebel. And you hear, I mean, you hear all, all, you hear all kinds of things. People come up and just tell you things about people. How you handle that thing is going to be a big indicator of where you're going to go in your life. Because if you're a dumping ground, if you're, and you just receive everything, and you uh, alter your opinions about people based on hearsay information, and you have that tendency, that you can't take that with you where you're going. And receiving not, just not receive. I'm not receiving that. You know, uh, that I, I have people say after I preach almost all the time, you know, I'll have them repeat. You know, if you receive this word, say, I receive it. And it's very intentional because I, w- I want people to actually say out loud, I receive this message. The moment you say, I receive it, something happens. Yep, something happens. You're saying, "I'm hearing it. i mean, I'm really hearing. It. I've got. To, I'm, I'm, I'm actually hearing that message, and I receive it. I'm not just here doing my Christian duty. Oh, I man, I, I endured another sermon. <laughs> you know, the message of hope is, is this and." the message the renewing of the mind Romans 12 2 says do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind transformation doesn't come from surrendering our heart it comes from surrendering our beliefs now surrendering our heart is vital and necessary it's foundational to surrendering our beliefs but if we're going to experience something higher we have to believe something higher and if we're going to believe something higher, we've got to hear something higher than what we're experiencing. I've got to, that's why the prophetic ministry is so powerful. That's why in 1 Corinthians 14, 1, it says, Follow after love, eagerly desire spiritual gifts, and especially that you may prophesy. And New Covenant basic prophecy is encouraging. First Corinthians 14, 3, edifies, comforts, builds up. And, and that's what the angel did to Gideon, Judges 6. Hey, Gideon, you're a mighty warrior. He heard something higher than what he was experiencing. It started to break the stronghold. And, I mean, Gideon, he... He probably thought that angel was new to angelic prophetic ministry. Because that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I mean, me a mighty warrior. The The most important words you and I need to hear will sound ridiculous when we first hear them. That's why prophetic culture, I love cultures like this. I mean, where I'm at, Bethel Church, you can hardly move without getting a prophetic word. <laughs> hey, my brother got a word for you. I, you know, I see over you. I see nations open doors. You're entering the best season of your life. You're in a, oh, I hear you. Oh, starting to slip off into survivalism. Heard it. I mean Gideon didn't want to hear it. I mean I've I've been there. There's times I don't want to, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear another word. Uh-uh. Angel says, mighty warrior. No, he's no mm no, no. I mean, God, He's abandoned us. It's too late. He's abandoned us. Where's all the miracles? There's no no miracles. This this God stuff doesn't even work. It doesn't even work. I mean, you're trying to give me a word. Things have only got worse in my life. I don't want to hear that. My family is the worst of all families. And I'm the worst person in that family. You got, I mean, you got. I'm going to give you a lot of information there. So you don't think so highly of me. I don't want to hear. Uh. Uh-uh. He says I'm not. I don't want to hear that because if I if I hear that, I got to get my hopes up. I don't, I don't. By the way, getting our hopes up is risky business. Risky. I'd rather just protect myself from disappointment. Yep. Ah, if I, if, I, if I really hear that, I've got to get my hopes up. Whew! Ah! ah. <sighs> There's two ways to live. You can live a hopeless life and never be disappointed. Someone say, boo. Or you can live a hope filled life with occasional disappointment. And Gideon, he just—I ah, understand that because I've been there. I don't want to hear another word. Mm-mm. I don't want—I don't—I don't want—I don't, I don't, want, don't want the preacher to tell me things are going to get better. I don't want to hear that. But I'll tell you what—you know—I love it. The anointing heals the brokenhearted. Thank you, Lord, you're healing the brokenhearted. Any brokenheartedness in us based on disappointment, based on it not happening, based on thinking it's too late, God's abandoned us, the nation's going down tubes, I don't got hope. Thank you, Lord, you're healing that. Thank you so we can hope again, so we can actually break dullness off of our lives. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing. Whew. You know, just Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. In John 20, 21. Let me just tell you how the Father sent Jesus. Luke 4, Jesus is starting his ministry. He reads what he's all about. He says five things. Listen to these five things he said. I think he's going to get people's hopes up. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Here's number one. He has anointed me to to proclaim good news to the poor. Say proclaim. Proclaim. That means tell people who are poor, I've got good news. I've got good. By the way, I've got good news for everybody here tonight. If you're poor in your emotions, poor in your finances, poor in your relationships, poor in your health, poor in your abilities, Poor and you're thinking, I've got good news for you. Jesus is going to take care of that. And you won't be poor anymore. I proclaim it. Faith comes by hearing. Jesus' assignment was to proclaim something. And what do he say next? He has sent me to proclaim. Say Proclaim. Proclaim liberty to the captives. Hey, captives! Hey, I've got some good news. I'm proclaiming you're captive in addictions, captive to bad government, captive to family dysfunction. Captive to emotional struggle, I got good news. You're free. You're free. I'm telling you, you're free. Wow, faith comes by hearing. It's, not the, it, it's, it's the start. It's the start. Oh, yeah. Some, someone's got to say it. Somebody's got to believe it because if someone believes it, there's faith on their words. And people start saying, hey, I can come out of this thing. I can come out of captivity. Whew, my hopes are starting to get up. And, and hopes increasing is, is the beginning point of transformation. And it goes on. liberty, Proclaim liberty to captives. Number three, recovery of sight to the blind. Number four, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. And here's the fifth thing. Jesus, his assignment, and it's our, he says, it's our assignment. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Another proclaim, three proclaims. Tell people things, because faith comes by hearing. It's the hearing of faith. Hey, everybody. You know what? 2020 is the year of the Lord's favor in your life. It's, it's the year of the Lord's favor for you. This is the best year yet. You say, well, brother, you shouldn't say that. Brother. What if you say it and it's not their best year? What well, if you're saying that? You don't want to get people's hopes up. I'll tell you this. Listen. Listen, <laughs> the moment you say it, the percentage chances of it happening increase. Somebody's got to say it. Faith comes by hearing. Because what's going to happen is someone's actually going to believe it. Not, not everybody, but somebody's got to oh, they're going to get the snoopy annoyed. I say, "Why? Oh, yeah. hey, hey. I heard the leash. I heard a spiritual leash move. I heard it. Somebody they said it's the best year yet. They said it's the. He he said it's the year of the favor of the Lord for me. Well, how you start getting some belief fire? You start getting hope. I mean, it's kind of like I'm sports teams. isn't there a team called the Buckeyes around here? Guys, you know, they're a great team. Great team. You know, before the game, they don't. They're not in there. They're not talking defeat. They're not. You know, before the game, they're not saying, "Wow, you know, how's everybody feeling? You feeling good today? You feeling? You feeling like it's going to be a good year?" No, I'm just. I'm waiting to see how I feel. Hey, quarterback, how you feeling? Not good. Not good. I don't good. Uh-uh. They're, they're, they're not waiting to see what's going to happen. They're not waiting to say, wow, well, let's see if... It. They're, they're saying... They, they're, they create their own fire. Man, I, had a, I had a coach and I played football. I just... He, he, he was like a preacher. <laughs> I mean, he had fire. I was in the locker room and, He'd start slow, and boys, we prepared. Here's their tendencies. Here's our plan, and by the end, he was shouting. I got so fired up. I was hearing this. Faith comes by hearing. (laughs) Coach, open the door. (laughs) I got to hit somebody. I got to hit somebody. Open the door. I heard. I heard him. I heard. I attached my faith. He believes in us. He says we can do it. We didn't win every game, but we started believing we were winners. And we started winning more. We started winning more. Because we started, we started to believe faith came in our lives. It's the same way we live, man. That's why I make declarations. I'm not waiting for you. I hope somebody says something of faith today that I can attach my faith to and mix it and believe it. I hope I can hear something today. (laughs) Uh Uh-uh. I'm not waiting for somebody. One of the books I wrote was, you're crazy if you don't talk to yourself. Just nuts if you don't talk to yourself crazy. I want to be my own coach. I'm my own coach, man. I wake up every morning, pretty much every morning, I say, this is a great day. This is a day of victory and breakthrough. Whew, I, when I say it, I don't feel it. But I'm in the locker room before the big game of today. I'm in the locker room, man. I'm all done. I'm gonna, I want to get some fire. You know, I wanna, when I get out of that house, I want to I want to rip off some devil head. <laughs> Got to hit somebody. <laughs> Got to gotta bring it. Faith comes by hearing. So I say, this is going to be a great day. I start hearing something. (sighs) Start to believe it. Start to look for things rather than just trying to survive. Look for what's going to happen. And I just say tonight, I just say, wow, thank you, Lord, that the Snoopy anointing is being released I just see the Lord just you know just just opening our ears and giving us incredible hearing and that, that that just the disappointment that's one that made us dull of hearing that that's getting healed up. Say it's getting healed up in me. And then we if we come into an environment like this. Josh releases a word on Lauren Cunningham. Movement starts with one man who gets an idea. We hear that, and we say, that's me. I hear it. Do it again, Lord. And something starts to get in us in the soil of hope. Man, you get this soil of hope, then you put your big beliefs in the soil of hope you're never the same again God's an equal opportunity God He hasn't created any of us for mediocrity there's no, there's no limit He hasn't put limitations wow the best you can hope for is just mediocre To laugh at that uh uh-uh. He there's there you know there's really, there, on one level, there's no limit to what we can do. There's no limit to what we can become. And that gets me fired up. Someone just say, no limits. No limits. And then we just we say, okay. But the key is my hearing. The hearing of faith. You guys receive this word? Yes. If you receive it, say, I receive it. I'll never be the same again. Something happened in me tonight. It was supernatural. I'm a person of incredible hearing. I have the hearing of faith i I, I hear the jangle of the spirit. I have the snoopy anointing <laughs> And I'm going to hear something in this next season that's going to change everything in my life. And I believe it. And it's going to influence the nations. Amen. Give the Lord thanks. Give Him praise. Yeah, why don't you just give Him a shout. Woo! Yay! Yes, Lord. Ha, ha. Wow, 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 wow. Oh, man. I'll tell you, someone just say fire. 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 Wow, 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 wow. You know what I'm hearing about tomorrow? It's going to be the best day yet. It's going to be the best day yet. It's tomorrow. Ha, <laughs> ha. And the meeting's tomorrow. Something's going to happen. Can't wait. All right. Well, I've got two other team members. And got Lindsay. She's one of you. By the way, Lindsay is such a blessing to our team. And those of you who are from Zion for a while, you've known Lindsay. And she's serving us so well. And. Brenna, so ladies, why don't you come on up, just welcome them, let's, um... and uh, Brenna, hey, Brenna, why don't you just share just quickly about yourself, and then we're going to talk a little bit, a couple things about Igniting Hope. Yes, we are. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Uh, My name is Brenna Yeri, and I'm originally from Dallas, Texas, and most recently from New York City. Before moving to Reading.
0: And what were you doing before you came to Reading?
4: I was working in theater in New York.
0: Theater in New yeah, York?
4: Wow. Fun stuff.
0: Yeah, and you came out to Bethel. and
4: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, said uh, musical theater in Shakespeare, you can wait for a little while and let's bring on some more Jesus.
0: Yes. And you're serving me as a writing and editing this year and doing such a great job and you get immersed in the message.
4: I get to soak it up.
0: And, and what we wanted to do is, do we have some slides? We want to just uh, share a few things. Oh, projector's not no, working.
4: The projector's not cooperating. Let's laugh
0: at that. <laughs> <laughs> Ha-ha.
4: We bless this projector. We do. We bless it.
0: Yeah, you know that's uh, that's happened in churches I've been in, you know.
4: It has. It has been. But, but you know, know you know
0: what I found out? What's Even that? when it doesn't work, we still had great meetings.
4: We have great meetings. <laughs> and you know, people still get all the information they need to get.
0: They do. And and there's a couple things and I know, you know, being here at Zion, I mean, some of you have done our negativity fast and positivity feast and we're starting again a 40-day experience starting for on Lent, February 26th. Now, Julie, did you start that? Did, you, did we start it with you? No, I think have been doing it. Julie, um, Julie, by the way, Julie and Carlos, Julie was on my team a few years ago. And she actually, you came here to Zion once or twice? Okay. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. It was, impactful. It was very impactful. Like, oh, helping the pastor. And Julie oh, helped with that so much. And so they're in Chicago right now. And are over here for the weekend, so love on them. And yeah, you can do that. But it's a the negativity fast. You can go to ignitinghope.com, find us there. You'll find information about the negativity fast, positivity feast. It's 40-day it's a 40-day mind renewal school. And so even what you heard tonight, if that got sparked something in you. Um, you know, I used to be in a. I was in a season of heavy food fasts, and you know what the Lord said to me, Brenna? What did He say to you, Steve? He said to me, Steve, your food fasts aren't doing much good. Uh oh. I know, and I said, He said, I love your heart to separate yourself to me, but but the positive of your food fast plus the negative of your general overall negativity and pessimism equals a big zero. <laughs>
4: A good number, no, it wasn't.
0: It wasn't good, yeah. And I, and he said, I got a suggestion for you. I want you go on a 40 day negativity fast and actually go after your beliefs because the kingdom of God is not moved forward by good conduct, it's moved forward by good beliefs. That's right. And so, uh, the fast is a it, they get a what, daily email and
4: Daily email, there are three levels of the negativity, fast, positivity fees. The first level is free. You get a free daily email, which has declarations, lies to laugh at, things like that. The second level has some additional... it's a paid level that has some additional resources, video, audio, access to some of our great online stuff.
0: And the third level.
4: The third level. We are super excited about yes. This is the second time, and we're expanding it this year. But we've started something called Beliefs Training. And you can actually sign up to work with a Beliefs Trainer. Um, we're, you have a belief about Beliefs Training, don't you?
0: I do. Yeah, well, first of all, yeah, I one of my goals is that belief training will become more popular than physical fitness training. Because you know what, Brenda? Nobody wants flabby beliefs. No
4: one wants flabby beliefs. It's just I mean, not cute on flabby anybody. Flabby
0: beliefs its just a real bummer <laughs> you know, to have that. And, and so the belief trainer helps you know identify key lies mm-hmm. and key truths. Because Jesus said the truth will make you free.
4: That's right.
0: And the lie bind. So... We've seen
4: some crazy freedom with people who oh, work with have. beliefs trainers. It's pretty exciting.
0: Powerful. And then the second thing we want to mention is that uh, April 23rd through 25th in Redding, Wendy and I, my wife Wendy and I, are doing a conference called the Abounding Hope and Joy Conference. You
2: know
4: what I'm hearing about that conference? What Steve? are you hearing? Some people might just abound with joy, like might have the tigger yeah, anointing. Just, just, yeah, you know, yeah. once they get that on them, oh, I know, it's just wow, fun. It's, just,
0: it's so powerful. And <laughs> and you know, I mentioned that here. You say, "Wow, well, why are you mentioning it in Ohio?" Because some some people, you know, might want to take a pilgrimage out to Bethel.
4: They might want to take a pilgrimage. It's a good, and, it's a pretty and, time and of year to be in Reading. Yeah,
0: April 23rd to 25th. It could just be at a. It's a Thursday through Saturday night uh, event and it's a it's it's a life changing we did it last year it was explosive i mean you get you get like 3 days of this message man you You just, you can't stay the same.
4: You can't stay the same. And on the off chance that you aren't going to be able to make it to Redding, I learned something new, Steve. What's that? Which is that the full conference audio is available online. I think it's what, $35? It's from last year. From last year. Yeah, from last year. And then we'll have this year's recordings as well. So if you can't make it out to Redding, but you still want to get uh, soaked in that message, then there's all that audio recording being available.
0: So good. All right. We're, we want to just... Lindsay, good to see you. Lindsay, why don't you just reintroduce yourself, too, and just for those who don't know you. And.
3: Yeah, um, I've been um, in Bethel Reading for about three years, but before I left, this was my home church, so I am feeling so blessed to be here. Um, Jim and Mary, you, I love you both. You went to Uganda with them right before I left for Bethel, so... And you got
0: radically saved how many years ago?
3: Yeah, I just realized last night in Pickerington that it's been five years this weekend. <laughs> Crazy. So, yeah.
0: And what did the Lord, how did he radically save you?
3: Um, I was in a party lifestyle. Jim and Mary knows my beautiful story. My spiritual mom, Cam, I love you. Um, I was um, in the party scene. And um, I had, I used to, crazy, um, God brought what was weak in my life. It was a guy who was Christian, and he's like, you need to come to church. And what was once was my weakness, that's how I got to church, was through (laughs) a cute boy. And he um, invited me to church, and he's like, hey, come to church. And I was like, sure. And while I was at church, I had a prophet who pulled me up out of my seat, brought me up to the front, and told me I was perfect. And it was just an open heaven opened over me. I got completely healed, set free, delivered—the whole nine yards of the party lifestyle.
0: Do it again, Lord. Thank you for the Lindsays that are out there right now. Thank you, the party, the party girls, the party boys. Thank you, Lord. They're coming.
3: Yeah, I always say I was a wild child. Now I'm just wild for Jesus. Oh, so good. All right, I know you guys have been praying.
0: Brandon, why don't yes. you start off? You guys have been praying over this group, and what, what are you hearing, and what do you, what do you th- believe the Lord wants you to share?
4: Ooh, um, there are some folks that are wearing vests. If you're wearing a vest, like a sweater vest or a down vest or something like that, if you're wearing a vest, will you stand up? I'm just getting a word for you guys. Yeah, yeah. If you brought one with you, that counts too. Put it on. I love it. <laughs> um, I hear that the vest wearers. Yes, I'm all about it. Um, the vest wearers are actually people that are taking taking this message that Steve is releasing, and you're wow. going to be the release releasers, radical releasers. Um, new levels of breakthrough in people's thought lives, and you carry an increased measure of the mind of Christ that this body needs, that Columbus needs, and you, what you have is gonna spread, and the Lord's gonna give you strategies wow. for how to do that. Bless you. So
0: good. Amen. You can be seated.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, Why I was on the floor with Claire, <laughs> I love, <laughs> kinda love the floor. Yeah. And God just brought me back to the, just the many encounters I had in this house of how much my life has been like transformed before I even left to go to Reading is because what you guys have cultivated in this home. Um, this is a family here. I felt so safe. I still feel safe. And I just felt like God was saying, like, there's so much more encounters that are coming out of this house that you guys have no idea of what, like, I was even down there. I was like, oh, so much more. And he's like, there's so much more coming out of here that people are actually going to be transformed for what's to come. And I just heard the visions, like uh, people's eyes are getting healed, but also like the vision of 2.0. If you're, what you were saying about hearing upgrades, there's actually an upgrade in vision as well to see what God has. So there's just in this house about hearing as well as vision. So,
0: you know, Lindsay, I'm hearing that people in this room are getting 2020 spiritual (laughs) vision.
4: I was hearing that the Lord is releasing radical financial breakthrough over this house, and there's actually um, a particular anointing for supernatural debt cancellation that's coming over this house in this year. And that um, I've heard more about properties, selling for more than asking price, radical favor, raises, promotions, bonuses, acceleration and breakthrough, and, and learning to financially plan and partner with the Holy Spirit to a whole nother level. There's strategies being released for financial planning with the Holy Spirit.
0: Say it all again.
4: There is a radical financial breakthrough, supernatural debt cancellation, property selling for more than the asking price, favor, raises, promotions, bonuses, accelerations, and breakthrough, and learning to financially plan with the Holy Spirit. And some of those things that, um, that I was already hearing were confirmed as I was watching and looking over your testimony wall. There were things that have already happened in this house. So with the t- spirit of testimony being, testimony being the spirit of prophecy, we say, do it again, Lauren. Yes. He's going to do it again. Yes.
3: Love that word. Oh, so powerful. Um... This morning as I was praying over Zion, there's a few things. I was like, God, who am I talking to? I'm mostly talking to my family already, but he's like, you're talking to the chosen ones. And I kept hearing ZT, and I'm like, what is ZT? And he said Zion technology, that there's actually a birthing that is happening um, right now where people actually, God has given downloads to the tech world. That something I was hearing in the news, and they're like, oh, it takes like two years. And God's like, but not at Zion. It's only going to take a year. So I feel like by the end of this year, people are actually going to be receiving blueprints of technology that's going to actually change the nations. So we just blessed BT Zion Technology. God, we thank you for the blueprints of heaven. It's almost like Jacob, but when you guys lay down, put your head down on your pillow, just the blueprints of heaven coming.
0: Powerful.
4: I do. Um, The young lady in the kind of periwinkle sweater, what's your name? Yes, ma'am, that's you. Yeah. Reba. Amazing. Would you mind standing for me? Ariba, I was noticing you during worship, and um, I felt that you're radically called toward justice, and specifically justice in conflict resolution, and you have new keys that the Lord is bringing so that you can actually unite factions that have been um, in conflict or even at war, that there have been um, antagonism and animosity, but you're going to bring peace and healing and wholeness through, um, through the beautiful justice of heaven. So I bless you as a Solomon who's able to, to look at very complex situations and see the wisdom of the Spirit of God and be able to bring, um, bring resolution in a way that blesses the people that are involved. Bless you, Reba. Wow, thank
0: you. Um,
3: it's Julie, right? Yeah, and your husband's name? Carlos, do you guys mind standing up? Um, the Lord, as soon as Steve was like introducing you, I kept hearing like J.H. Rand. Are you familiar with that in Reading? Yeah, and I almost saw, like, you and your husband of doing, um, just having this beautiful place. And people come there, and they actually have, like, just retreats. It's a retreat center. Like, you guys, like, host his presence so well that God is actually expanding in Chicago, like, the influence that you guys carry to actually people coming. And I see, like, even... Like, big-time people who just want to get away, and they've heard about your place. And it was like, hey, let's go to Carlos and Julie's place. Like, I don't have an actual name yet. I feel like God's going to actually download that to you guys. But it's going to be, like, a beautiful piece of land that God has actually given you guys to you to actually cultivate where there's going to be, like, people to come for the retreat and actually experience God's presence and be totally, radically changed by who you are, and it's a lot of influencers, even children, like all ages and size, so we just bless you with that, we bless God with just the
4: financial on your life, we bless you. Wow, so good. Yes, I do have a quick one. There is an increase in the anointing of the woman with the alabaster jar and David as he danced before the presence of God over this congregation, that there's going to be new heights and depths of worship come out of this place, new sounds, new groanings in the spirit that um, previously have, may have been, may have had a lid on them, but the lid is coming off. Wow.
0: <laughs> wow. So, the lid is off?
4: The lid is off. I've heard that before somewhere.
3: I have have a really, really quick one. Um, When Steve was talking about the news and how I feel like there's someone in here who actually had like a really burning sensation inside them. And I feel like God has given that person room um, giving keys for the good news to actually have a media influence where he's gonna actually change the media. That there's actually gonna be good news out of what you are and who you're created and how God. So I just bless whoever that is that you have that media influence. So bless you. Good,
0: good news. Mm. Good news. Someone say good news. Good news. I got a quick word. The guy in the beanie back here. Yep. You understand? Yep. What's your name? Josiah. Hey, Josiah. Um, I, I hear over you that you're a releaser uh, of, of Romans chapter 4 through 8. Those chapters are going to just explode in your spirit. And you're, I see a, a, a revelation gift on you a gift of revelation about the grace of God. And I just also see the book of Galatians and Romans 4 through 8 powerfully influencing you. You're a releaser of freedom. You're a releaser uh, of the new covenant message. And, and God has uh, put his hand on your life, even your history. Uh, it, it's all coming together for this unique package of what you deliver. it's gonna, You're very creative, and how you, how you release truth is going to be so unique, and people are going to be drawn to you, and just get ready. Get ready. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the Lord's helping you get ready, and you're in a season of accelerated increase. So bless you. All right, give it up for the ladies. The the baker of entrepreneurial breakthrough. Could you please come forward?
2: Man, was that good or what? Mary got something. Somehow she's turned all of her scarfs into a shawl.
5: I'm not part of the team, but uh, can I say something? You're part of the team. So thanks, Lens. Um, so, um, our worship team was praying Tuesday night for you guys and just throughout the building and stuff. And I just wanted to um, release four things uh, words of knowledge that. When I sat back in that healing chair, uh, if you're visitors, um, just so you know, there's two white chairs, one on that side and one on that side, and on Sundays, people come who need healing in their body physically, and we have teams come around them and pray for them during the whole service, and we've seen tons of people get healed. We know it's not about the chair, okay, so don't hear me saying that, but someone did bring up a good point about the hanky in the Bible, (laughs) okay? Okay. All I'm saying is I sat in that chair, and this is like Holy Spirit just came on me. So I just want to release this over you at any time during the weekend if you want to go sit back in in the chair. I really feel like um, the Lord wants to heal somebody with either liver or kidneys. Something in that area is going to be healed. Um, The second thing, I actually saw a marriage being healed And that's not typically, somebody doesn't sit in the chair for marriage, but this weekend, that's what God's saying. So um, the third thing is I I saw the Lord doing um, this like like slowly reversing a really major ailment like cancer or something like super major. And it was like the slow reversal that the Lord was just like coming through your body and healing you. And then the last one is the pelvic or hips area. Um, that is, uh, God wants to heal that. So anytime this weekend, if you guys want to sit in the white chairs, feel free. On Sunday, we'll actually have teams around you praying.
2: Awesome. Thanks, babe. That's my wife. That's how I can call her babe. So I remember one time I was doing something and I called her sweetheart and uh, someone was like offended in the audience. They thought it was like a pastor talking to women like that. Then they found out it was my wife and they're like, oh, well, that's actually kind of sweet. So <laughs> Come on, people. Work with us here. So, hey, if we could have our ushers come forward. We want to be a blessing to Steve. And I encourage you guys, man, post about this. I, I posted while Steve was out, like, this is life-changing stuff. I mean, Steve's come years in a row, and every year, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to need Steve. And then he comes, I'm like, oh, my gosh, my hope levels have gone subterranean again. What have, What's happened here? So, it's so good. So good. Not quite subterranean, but... Uh, I remember we went to one of your conferences. It was in Colorado at is Michael Young? You, you know that was um, Michael Young. What's your dad's name, Michael Young? Peter. You know Peter Young's son was on the uh, piano. Yeah, and so it was that was at Michael Young's dad's church in Colorado, and um, and so but we were doing a little breakout session. So Mary and I came there and we're like, well, you know, we're here to minister, you know, and um, we're you know we we didn't feel like we needed anything. And about halfway through the first session, I'm like, oh, we're here for us. I'm like, we, we we, needed this message. We're just like filled with hope. And so it's just, Steve, you are just awesome. So good. I think I think I need to do the negativity fast in the positivity feast this year. I think I missed last year, and it's, it's had profound effects. And so I need to do that. Yeah, it's as important as any liver cleanse or something, I'm sure. So anyway... All right. You know what? Maybe if you had better beliefs, you wouldn't need the liver cleanse. Who knows? So who knows what would happen? So all right. Ushers and usherettes. Do we have any usherettes? I don't know. So I, I don't want to. We got ushers today, it looks like. And so um, you can go on our giving app, and you can scroll down to Steve. Um, and uh, it's Steve Backlund, you can give. Well, we don't have the slides up there. So bless that thing. I I just saw we got a quote for a new one, so it must have been given, anyway. And so, um, uh, cash, check, credit card, um, uh, computer chip on the forehead or wrist, we take those (laughs) too. Some advanced technology. Maybe that's the technology, that's not not the technology that's going to come out of this church, is the mark of the beast. It's not what's going to happen. But uh, something else exciting and world changing, it's going to be good. So thanks for being generous, guys. What, babe? Oh, envelopes. There's envelopes in the back of the chair. If you want to give uh, you can write your credit card number on there and um, get tax credit for giving as well. So awesome, awesome. So it starts tomorrow at 10 a.m. Tomorrow is 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. And then Sunday is 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. So Steve will be kicking off the Columbus School Supernatural Ministry. Maybe you've heard it called CSSM. And so, uh, hello. And so uh, Steve will be kicking off the new quarter on identity and inheritance. And so you do not have to sign up to be a student to come to the first session. It's open to everybody. And so um, uh, I I think I heard uh, Steve was telling me about a session that he did at Bethel, and he referred to it as a Holy Spirit free-for-all. And so um, maybe we can just link our faith up with that phrase, Holy Spirit free-for-all. It just it just draws up images. I don't know. I'm just picturing chandeliers swinging and I don't know, blowing bubbles. I don't know I'm picturing blowing bubbles. I don't even know what that means, but uh, holy rollers, yes. And so let's stand here, and uh, let's get you guys some rest. You can come back ready. Lord, you're the best. We love you. We play a, pray a blessing on Steve and his team, that you would refresh them, that the time uh, they wouldn't have jet lag, that they would have jet bounce, as Steve uh, puts it, and that... Uh, Lord, just refresh them. And Lord, let this message go down deep. And Lord, I pray this message would get shared on social media and it would break things off of people in the name of Jesus. We receive these words in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you guys. Act like Christians in the parking lot.